The Celtics were gross. It was gross on Sunday. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That was bad. But it is not time to panic. I'm telling you, it's not. I'm going to tell you why right now on a Monday Locked On Celtics. Millers. Let's go. back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. I'm here for you Monday through Friday with a fresh new podcast. So wherever you're going and whatever you're doing, I hope you are enjoying yourself a little bit more with the Lockdown Celtics podcast in your headphones, in your car, wherever. Thank you very much. I appreciate you downloading the show. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. It's my new gig. Actually, Sunday was my first full official day on the beat for Boston Sports Journal. So please follow me there. Follow my stuff there. Subscribe to the Boston Sports Journal. Use the promo code Corrales. You'll basically, it's going to be like 35 bucks. It's less than three bucks a month to read my stuff over at Boston Sports Journal. I think it'd be worth it. I hope it's worth it. So please do that. Uh, I also host this podcast and I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which is a book that's now available at booksellers everywhere. Okay, today... Monday, we are reeling. You're probably still feeling the sting of a 104-91 loss to the Washington Wizards. Now, consecutive losses to Detroit and Washington, not great. Not great. People are not happy. So in segment three, don't panic. Now, I get it. It's, like I said, two straight losses to two bad teams, the two worst teams, and that is going to trigger some pretty strong reactions. I get it. I'm not sitting here trying to gatekeep and tell you how to be a fan. Uh, but I am going to say that I don't think it's time to panic, and that's going to be segment three. Segment two will be the palate cleanser. That I'm going to save the Kemba talk for segment two because the good was Kemba Walker uh, and Jalen Brown, but really most, mostly focusing on... Kemba Walker. So segment one, I'll just get the bad. I'm flipping it because this performance was so bad. We just got to, let's just rid our bodies of this toxic energy and go through the bad first. This whole show is brought to you by something that's very good, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. This performance was comically bad. It was, uh, I wrote on Boston Sports Journal in my Don't Panic piece the that that this was kind of like the, the Celtics were Wiley Coyote and Bradley Beal in the third quarter must have might as well have been painting lines on the floor and Celtics would just follow the lines that he drew on the floor like in the cartoons and just run into brick walls. Like that's how cartoonishly bad this performance was. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, this performance was horrible. It was a little bit kind of minimized by 
the bench coming in and actually playing fairly well against a team that had been up by 20 something. And so the, the end of the game was a little bit more cohesive for the Celtics and the, the final score looks better than it actually was. But this was a disgustingly bad performance. You could kind of tell early on that it was going to be disgustingly bad because in the first quarter, the Celtics were close. Like this wasn't um, this wasn't a just blowout from beginning to end. It was pretty obvious what was happening. It's pretty obvious that this was going to be a little bit of a messy game that the Celtics were going to have to go in there and basically win ugly. Bradley Beal hit his first five shots. This was this was going to be a survive Bradley Beal. Kemba looks like he's got it going. Hopefully Jason Tatum can figure it out. Steal a win in the fourth quarter. Get the hell out of Dodge and come home. But they could never do that. Now in the first quarter, they had their opportunities. And you could kind of tell at the end where the Celtics had it down to two. But there was a foul and just some lazy kind of end of quarter execution. The Celtics got the ball up to Grant Williams, who was wide open from the corner, but shot the ball with 11 seconds left and and missed. And the uh, Wizards got the rebound, came down, and Denny Avdia hits a three. So you go into the, the second quarter down 29-22. Seven points, no big deal, but you just had it down to two. Like 40 seconds ago, it was a two-point game. And all of a sudden, it's a seven-point game. That type of stuff was, you know, you, you see that. Now, in the moment, you're like, okay, I hope we can get past that. However, the, you know, retrospect, you could see that and you say, oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was a little foreshadowing. The second quarter is when the fouling took over. Another bad thing. The Celtics, for some reason, are defending, cannot defend without fouling. And actually, I can tell you the reason why they're defending with, with all of the fouls. It's because I, and, and I know this comes off as an excuse, but the, it's the reality. This is how it is. They're, they're tired. They're fatigued. They're mentally and physically drained. This schedule sucks. And it, you can sit there and be like, oh, that's an excuse. But you know what? It's the truth. I've seen enough basketball in my life to know that when all of a sudden the team that doesn't generally foul, when all of a sudden that team starts fouling a ton, it's fatigue. It's slippage. It's lack of practice time. That's all that is. They're not on the same page like they used to be. And part of that is not having Marcus Smart. Like I've said multiple times, I've I've had like a bunch of radio and TV stuff that I did over the past couple of days, and I've said to everybody, Marcus Smart is the best organizer the Celtics have. He gets them organized on the floor, where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to do. They miss that a lot. But also the fouls and the isolation play, another bad thing. The They followed up a season-worst 15 assists in the game against Detroit by beating that 
and putting up a season-worst 14 assists against Washington. Why so much ISO? Because guys don't want to move. Because they're tired, they're worn out, they're sick of this crap, and they're just standing around. They're not cutting. They're not doing simple things. They're not moving without the ball. They're not presenting themselves as passing options. They're just kind of standing and watching and letting the isolation play happen. And they're they're not in the right p- place to uh, defend. And even with the passing, I saw three passes go like directly either behind somebody, through somebody's legs, like simple you know, from the from the top of the key over to the wing passes. Simple passes that were just thrown out of bounds. This team is not there mentally. Now, I can already hear some of you go, well, that's Brad Stevens' fault. Okay, what's he supposed to do? Honestly, it's an honest question. What's he supposed to do? He's supposed to yell at these guys? Like, and I do think a lot of fans, they want that. And, and okay, I can see, I can see the appeal in, hey, look at, look at Mad Brad getting into these guys. That only goes so far. Like, these guys are playing 72 games this season. They're playing five games in seven nights. Are you really? You're an adult. And I don't care how much money you make or they make. How much do you want your boss yelling at you? How much do you want that? And how much are you going to put up with that? Five games in seven nights. So five days over seven. You want your boss up in your face? Is that motivation? I mean, for some people it is. Everybody's different. And I'm not absolving Brad Stevens, but this is a bad stretch for everybody. Jason Tatum had a bad game in this. And he didn't score until the 10-20 mark of the second quarter. Whole first quarter, he didn't score. And he barely scored. What, he have six points in this game? You look at the box score, and it's just, it's not, it's not pretty. Only four guys hit more than one shot. Four guys. Obviously, Kemba, because he scored 25 points. Obviously, Jalen Brown, because he scored 25 points. Tatum was three for 14. And Peyton Pritchard was two for seven. That's it. Everyone else hit one or zero shots. That's, that's how bad the Celtics were shooting. The third quarter is where things really, really, really got bad. The Celtics came out of the half. I thought, hey, they, they are down. What were they down at halftime? 12? So, okay. Here's an opportunity in the beginning of the third quarter. Tatum didn't have anything going. He's playing against Bradley Beal. You know he's not going to sit here and just let Bradley Beal go off. Get Tatum the ball. Feed Tatum. Celtics come back, right? No. No, 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 no. Just not his night. And he he was one of the biggest culprits of, like, he he just didn't have it. He wasn't going to, he couldn't find it. It wasn't there. 
bunch of jump shots, a bunch of long twos. Like that's another sign of like mental fatigue. The shots that he was ta- he was stepping in from the three point line, one step in from the three point line, taking long jumpers. That's not t- that's not Tatum's offense at all. So I think Tatum is a little fatigued, and he's coming off the COVID. Maybe there's some residual stuff there. Um, I don't know. They didn't make it. They didn't. They haven't said that that's the case. But like, maybe there is, or maybe it's just taking him a little while to to recover. So the Celtics get down big in the third quarter, and then amazingly they make a run. Like they they string together an eight zero run, and then the fouls come back into play. Grant Williams, who's now a foul machine, fouls them twice, kills the Celtics' run, gives them free points. 16 of Washington's 31 made free throws were penalty free throws. Celtics lose by 13. 16 of those free throws were in the penalty. Celtics in the penalty. Washington gets free throws. That's a lot of penalty. That's a lot of penalty points there. And the Celtics deserved that this is this is the Celtics deserving to to lose this game right there. So this was bad. This was just ridiculously horribly bad. And I don't want to chalk it all up to well, they're retired, so hopefully they get some rest and they'll be okay. They they do have to find it within themselves to to find it past that thing. Um, and, and a lot of these bad teams, like there are a lot of bad teams beating good teams, you know, Detroit beat the Lakers, uh, Washington's beaten Miami. They've beaten Brooklyn. They've beaten good teams. I think they beat Phoenix teams that, you know, you're out there, you're fatigued and everybody's fatigued and you, you take a, a, a game off. You're like, ah, eh, I'm, I'm busted. I got nothing today. I'm going to, let's just try to sleepwalk our way through a win over Washington. And you don't, but you got to find a way to get past that and say, you know what? I'm going to, we, we have to try to execute and focus on that next right play as Brad Stevens and these guys always say, okay, I'm not going to stand around. I'm going to make these cuts. That's I don't know how they do it, but they've got to fight, figure out a way to do it. Kemba Walker did it, and maybe not surprisingly, he didn't play in that back-to-back. So maybe his his being fresh was part of part of the whole thing. I'm going to talk about that when I touch on the good next. BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I would have bet on the Celtics in this game. I would have lost some money, but... You know, that's that's how that's how betting on these games goes sometimes. I know football's done, NBA is obviously here. You've got all sorts of prop bets, uh, in-game betting on the NBA, college basketball, NHL. Also, you can bet on those. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. There are real-time, updated odds, prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. They've also got you covered for all of the news, scores, odds, all that stuff. And it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Use the promo code Locked On. At betonline.ag, whether you use a website, your mobile device, no matter what, you use that promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So you win right away. It's free money when you sign up and use the promo code locked on 
for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. It's hard to keep up with everything, but we've got you covered here on the Locked On Podcast Network with the new Locked On Today podcast. It's a daily podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. So start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Kemba Walker was good. Really, the good entails from this game, Jalen Brown, who, you know, had a a good game, 20, 25 points, seven rebounds, no assists, because like I said, the Celtics only had 14 assists. So the only person that had more than two was Tatum, who had four. But Brown, 11 of 21 shooting, pretty good, 52.5%. Two of five from three, pretty good. One of three from the free throw line. Celtics sucked at the free throw line too. That's how cold they were. Really, 32 for 90 uh, overall, 35.5% from the field, the Celtics were. 25.5% from three. 18 of 30, 60% from the line. Gross. But JB, nice game. In fact, this is where Jalen Brown is. 25.7 rebounds on 52.5% shooting. And it's like, eh, eh. He did have five turnovers. And I think that colors people's opinions of this game because he, he did have some bad turnovers. He had one where he just lost the ball. Just dribbling crossover, and he put his hand where he thought the ball was going to be, and the ball was behind his hand. Live ball turnover. Uh, threw one completely through Grant Williams' legs. So it's not like Jalen had the the best game. He did turn the ball over a bunch. Turnovers have been a bit of an issue for Jalen Brown this year. But overall, generally good game. Kemba Walker, though, and this is why it's so much so important for him, also 25 points, 9 of 18 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3, 3 of 4 from the line. He was the only guy that was consistently hitting. 7 rebounds for him as well, 2 assists, 2 steals. Kemba had 5 turnovers too, so the Celtics were sloppy all the way around. But 25 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Nice night for Kemba. And why this is so positive is that he still showed that burst. He was out there. He was finding easy paths to the rim. Granted, Washington, not a good defensive team. They are not good at stopping people. So Kemba was going to get by guys. But unlike past games, he definitely uh, was much more effective at the rim. He found ways to finish on the other side of the rim. So one of the things that he was doing was going up on the right side and getting blocked. And instead of like all the stuff that I've told you about, the quick jumps and the getting into guys below their center of gravity and trying to bump off of them and create some space – he hasn't been doing that, and he didn't really do that in this game. But he drove, and when he found some resistance, he just finished on the other side. So you drive left, you go under the hoop, you finish on the right side. He did that a couple of times. That's good. Adjustments. You get to the rim. If you find your path is blocked or you don't think you can squeeze that shot up, Kemba can turn the corner, dribble it right back out, Somebody from the top of the key can cut because all of the attention has been drawn to Kemba. He can turn around and find a cutter coming right down the lane. That's an effective way to attack 
And even if Kemba is not scoring, he can do that. I think I think this game was a little bit more of a step towards something like that. I know they were talking about that a lot pregame. Scal was talking about that in the broadcast, in the pregame. This is part of Kemba's kind of like evolution this season. Like Kemba has to change his playing style a little bit. That's just a thing that has to happen. Kemba Walker can't be Kemba Walker of the past, what, eight, ten years, whatever he's been in the league. Like that, that's not him anymore. Can't be. Because you need Jalen Brown, you need Jason Tatum. Now, it can be what, 80% of that? 70% of that? 60% of that? I don't know what the percentage is, but Kemba needs to adjust. And I'll touch on that a little bit here on the in the next segment because this is all part of it. The adjustment is all part of it. And so he's learning these things. He's learning um, how to tweak his game. So I thought in this game that, that Kemba showed a, 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 a nice kind of bounce back from the absolutely horrible performances that he's had. He needed this. And there are some people who were like, yeah, but he got this at the expense of good offense. Well, first of all, there was no good offense run. With Kemba was off the floor. It's not like Kemba came off the floor and the offense suddenly picked up. You know, and it's not like Kemba uh, was looking guys off either. Like this was, Kemba was going for his a little bit, but he was running pick and roll. He was running normal stuff and he found ways to finish. And when the rest of the team didn't have it, he was just, he, he was the one guy who did. But even if you say, all right, he... He tried to look for a shot a little too much. Frankly, after his last few performances, he needed to do that a little bit. And getting him going the way he was going, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think he was fine. Um, so I thought Kemba was, this was a, a definite bright spot. In all of the crap that the Celtics put out there in this game. I just refuse to look at Kemba's game as an overall negative. You can't. They needed him just to get some of that confidence. Now he couldn't celebrate that after the game. They lost and he he's never going to like outright celebrate saying, "Yeah, you know, we lost, but yeah, it was felt it felt good to do everything that I did." He was he's just uh, isn't going to talk like that. He he didn't do that. So I thought that there's a lot of positive to take out of Kemba's game here. A lot of positive. They needed that, and it's something to build on. So with that, I think the Celtics are not in panic mode. They're, this is not a time to panic. And I've got a few reasons why it's not time to panic. That's next. So get yourself a built bar and enjoy it during this break before I come back and deliver all of that information for you. Built bar is the absolute best tasting protein bar I've ever had. I've seen people tweet at me saying, "Okay, let me let me give these a shot. I love it. Thank you for trying them out." They are fantastic. I have one almost every day. 
I'll have one after a workout, especially. That's a great time to have it. Uh, but you can have it as a snack. You can have it as a meal replacement. There are 18 flavors plus some other special flavors. If you go to BuiltBar.com, they're running all sorts of specials anyway. On top of all of the stuff that I'm telling you, you can go to BuiltBar.com and see all of the crazy things that um, there, there's a Valentine's Day special um, that, that's been going on. There are all kinds of things, and you can check out the um, nutrition facts and all of that stuff. Get a, get a mixed box together and try it because that's going to give you a sample, and you can use the promo code Locked On for 20% off that one box. And then when you figure out which flavors you want, you can go back and use the promo code Locked On again and get 20% off your next order. Just keep using it because that'll save you some money. Uh, doesn't matter if you've got a nut allergy. They've got options for you. Uh, they've got all sorts of different uh, just candy bar type flavors. So check them out. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NBA. I host the Wednesday show with Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans. On Mondays, Josh Lloyd, who hosts our incredibly popular Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast, takes you around the leagues for the major headlines with help of our local experts. In fact, today I'm one of them. We're talking Celtics on Locked On NBA on this Monday. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Boston Sports Journal. I am their new Celtics beat reporter. And one of my first pieces here was four reasons not to panic yet about the Boston Celtics. Like I said, use the promo code Corrales. Go there, sign up, uh, subscribe. This week, my content is free. But after this week, you're going to have to subscribe to Boston Sports Journal. Use the promo code Corrales. It's going to cost you about 35 bucks. That works out to be less than $3 a month. I hope that works for you. I know it doesn't work for everybody. It's unfortunate. But uh, if it works for you, I'd really appreciate a subscription. And uh, use that promo code for you know a few bucks off. So I say it's not time to panic yet. Because, first of all, they're 26 games into the season. Like, beyond what I wrote on this thing, just right away, it, 26 games into the season, it's, it's not panic time. When we've seen that they can be good, and we know that Marcus Smart's not there, we know that Kemba's been on a minutes restriction, we know that Tatum's coming off of COVID, and Brown has had a sore knee, and in all of these things, like we don't know who this team even is yet. We don't even know them at full strength yet. So first and foremost, like, yes, I understand. The past couple of games have been gross. They have been bad. And that may signal to you like, oh boy, this is, this is panic time. Forget it. We're, I can't hold off anymore. And it may be rock bottom for this team, but it's it's not time yet. And one of the reasons why I wrote in there, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but the Celtics right now, four and a half games out of first place. 
Okay, four and a half games. They're the fifth seed right now after 26 games. And other teams have you know have played more games than the Celtics. So the Celtics, four and a half games out of first place with 46 games to play. So in all of these struggles, in all of the stuff that we're looking at, they're not losing ground. They're not losing ground. This is important. This is an important distinction to make to me because if the if things were getting away from them, if Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Indy were all like 8 and 2 in their last 10 on just winning streaks, just going off and the Celtics were suddenly 7 games back, 8 games back, 9 games back. There was like true separation. Then you'd be like, "Okay, this is that a little bit more time to panic there." Because the longer that goes, the harder it is to make up that kind of deficit. And now you're looking at being a road team throughout the playoffs, and that's going to be difficult. It doesn't matter fans or no fans. It's always just going to be difficult. But the Celtics are still very theoretically within striking distance of a top three seed. Very easily can be in that mix for a top three seed. Now, obviously, you don't want them to struggle for much longer, (laughs) but you're right there. If they win and Indy loses their next game, the Celtics are the fourth seed. Celtics are a couple of wins away from being the third seed. And it's just, it's that simple. On top of it, the Celtics still have a a positive point differential, which shows that it's not, you know, it's, it's obviously less than it was going into this game, but they're still on the plus side which is good. Like you, you want to be on that plus side of the point differential. That's important. They are still at this point scoring more than their opponents. 110 points for opponents 109.3. You want to get that you want to shore up that defense and knock that opponent scoring down a bit. You want to get your offense back together a little bit pump up that that you're scoring. But the Celtics are right there can be in that mix for a good point differential. And that's usually a sign of a team that is is okay, is good. You know, the positive point differential teams are generally like okay. So I still think that the Celtics have time They have time. Another thing is we know that help is coming. Danny Ainge, you don't have to tag him on Twitter. Danny Ainge knows. He knows that he has the TPE. He knows that he needs to use it. He knows all of that stuff. You can yell. You can say, what are you doing, man? He knows. You have to convince other teams, hey, Harrison Barnes, like, what's it going to take? And if they're like, no, you can't have Harrison Barnes because Sacramento is in the mix for a play-in game, a play-in tournament, then, you know, you got to do some convincing. Orlando, also in the mix for the play-in. What are they doing? You got to scan the league and figure out what do these teams, what's, what's their goal? What are they trying to accomplish? 
Who's available from these teams, if anybody? The closer you get to the trade deadline, the more likely something is going to happen because teams are going to be in a, you know, there's going to be a little bit more clarity. But help is coming. We don't know who this team is yet. This team is not whole. We haven't seen the 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 top four guys, Tatum, Brown, Kemba, and Smart, have played 28 minutes together. How's that? How is that going to tell you anything about who the, these guys are? And yeah, I can acknowledge that maybe it's maybe they're worse than you thought. Maybe that is never going to work out. But there is still you still need the time, the patience to figure that out. So go to Boston Sports Journal. There are a couple other points that I made there on the four reasons why it's not time to panic. You and you know me, I'm not a panicker in general. Like I I try to keep it level headed, especially because in Boston sports talk radio it's so reactionary. That I, I and look, we get to live and die. This is what we do. This is fandom, right? This is this is the joy or pain of being a fan. You dive into a game. That game was disgusting. You lose your mind. You get on Twitter and you yell. And then after a while, you're like, okay, let me let me kind of rethink this. That's you get to do that. The Celtics don't. The Celtics always look big picture. Yeah, you want to win these games, but there's bigger picture stuff. And it's very quick. They very quickly have to forget about this game because they got to play Denver. And then they got to play Atlanta twice. Like, if they dwell on this loss, they're going to get crushed by Denver. And then they're going to lose to Atlanta. And then it's really, then it's really going to get ugly. So I get it. I get why you want to panic. And, you know, feel free to if you want. But I'm telling you that I don't think you should. So go to Boston Sports Journal. Check that out. Again, use the promo code Corrales at Boston Sports Journal to get $5 off your annual annual subscription. That works out to be less than $3 a month for Celtics coverage. So I hope you find that worth it. I hope you find this podcast worth it if you're new and you want to subscribe to this podcast. The podcast, by the way, stays free. Nothing happens to the podcast. It's a separate thing. Podcast stays free. So subscribe to the Locked On Celtics podcast. You're going to get it Monday through Friday. Regular subscribers, you know I love you. Thank you very much. I hope you've given a five-star rating. I hope you've written a good review. And I hope you share the podcast and tell everybody that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.